Thanks for joining us for today's message. Here at Temple Baptist, we're a church on a mission, connecting people to Jesus and to one another. Well, a few weeks ago, we began this new series called Bold uh, Prayers. And like many of you, prayer is, uh, it's been this learning process uh, for me. I'm not where I need to be, but I know I'm not where I was just even a year ago. I'm kind of growing in this area of prayer. And what I've really discovered, when I hear people say this, I absolutely believe it to be true, and that is prayer seems so simple. And yet on the flip side, it seems so challenging and difficult at times. Uh, a couple, uh, last couple weeks, we've been just kind of sharing some of those serenity prayers that people prayed. And I came across this particular serenity prayer that is often prayed by stressed out people. Okay, here's one of the prayers I stumbled across. It said, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I cannot accept, and the wisdom to hide the bodies of those I had to kill today because they got on my nerves. <laughs> That's a stressed out prayer right there. Uh, one other one, dear Lord, help me to remember when I'm having a bad day and it seems like people are trying to wind me up that it takes 42 muscles to frown, 28 muscles to smile, and only four muscles to extend my arm and hit them in the side of the head. <laughs> I like this child's prayer, actually. Dear God, I bet it's very hard for you to love all of everybody in the whole world. There are only four people in our family and I can never do it. <laughs> We're talking about bold prayers. I believe in the power of prayer. I'm reading in James chapter 4 this week where it says, you have not because you ask not. And when I first read that, I was thinking to myself, it almost seems like we're treating Jesus like he's a genie in a bottle. You just got to ask and you get it. And then I read in Matthew chapter 7 verse 7, it said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Uh, for everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door uh, will be opened. It almost sounds like a Disney wish. You know, when you wish upon a star, matters not who you are, right? Talks about you just have to wish, and, and all your dreams will come true. Well, here's what I'm discovering. Sometimes I pray. I think sometimes we pray that God's chief objective is for our happiness and for our personal comfort. But it isn't. God's actually chief objective is for his glory. I believe it is for our good, but his chief objective is for his glory. And though sometimes his gain can create sometimes a little pain in our lives. Uh, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't, you know, dream big and, and pray hard and believe God for the impossible. But I'm just letting us know that our wish is not his command. His command ought to be uh, obviously our wish. I had recently heard a story of an airplane pilot coming onto the intercom speaking to the passengers. And he says, I have some, some good news and I have some bad news. He says, the bad news is we're lost. But the good news, we're making great time. And sometimes I feel that's the way life is. We're going 100 miles an hour. We don't even know which direction we're going. But we're making great time because we're just go, go, go. And, and one of the things I, about prayer, it just seems like it slows us down 
a little bit. In fact, that first week uh, that we started this series, we encouraged people to pray that prayer made by a fourth, fifth grader, a young boy named uh, Samuel. And the prayer was, speak, Lord. I'm listening. Lord, I know I'm so used to doing all the talking all the time, but I'm just going to quiet down for just a moment. And I want you to speak. What is it that you have to say to me? You know, maybe, just maybe in those quietness as you slow down, maybe God will just whisper to you, I, I've just been kind of concerned how you've been treating your spouse. Maybe that's what he wants to say. Or, or you know, I'm, I'm concerned you're so busy that you're, you're not spending enough time with your children. I don't know what he wants to say. Maybe he just wants to say to you, you know what? You're doing a great job as a dad. I know it's hard at times. But I just want to let you know you're doing a good job as a dad. Or maybe in those quietness, and as you're listening, he just wants to remind us, I'm for you. I'm for you. Last week, we encouraged each other to pray for seven days straight. That prayer recorded for us in Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. You know, um, David prayed this prayer. And we said, "What we should pray is, search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there's any offensive way in me. And then lead me in the way of everlasting. Lord, do a deep dive into my life. Examine every inch of my life. Reveal the fears and the anxiousness that I have within. Point out any sin that I have and then guide me. It's a pretty power-packed prayer to pray a prayer like that. It takes courage to pray a prayer like that. Well, this week I was reading... Um, the story of Peter's arrest in Acts chapter 12. And uh, it really it, it caught me. I was sharing with this on Wednesday night in the, in the prayer group. What has happened is, is Herod has, uh, he, he arrested James, the brother of John. And it says in the passage there that he had him killed by the sword. And Herod noticed how happy it made some of the Jewish leaders. And so he decides, hey, I did it once, I'll do it again. And so he has Peter arrested and put in prison. Now, it's during the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, and so he didn't want anything, um, he didn't want to bring any attention to it until after the feast had taken place. And so there's Peter, the, in Acts chapter 12, it says he's being guarded by 16 soldiers. One man, 16 soldiers guarding Peter. And Peter's in prison, and the Bible says he's chained to one soldier on one side and to another soldier on the other side. And in the middle of the night, it says an angel came, tapped Peter, and says, it's time to go. And when he said that, all of a sudden, it says that the chains just broke, let go. And then Peter got up with the angel, and he walked out of the prison cell and then out into the prison yard, and and. The guards are all asleep, 16 of them sound asleep, and all of a sudden the gate opens and they walk out, and they're out down on the main street. In fact, Peter thinks to himself, it's, it's recorded that he thinks he's having a dream, it's some kind of a vision. But then the angel disappears, and he's left in the middle of the street, and he realizes, oh my goodness, God has just spared me from the clutches of Herod's hands. 
And so he makes his way over to uh, Mary, the mother of John's house, because there's a prayer meeting going on there. And he knocks on the door, and a young servant girl answers named Rhoda. She opens the door. She recognizes it's Peter. It's like, wow, it's Peter. Slams the door shut in his face and goes and tells everybody it's praying. Says, Peter is at the door. Peter is at the door. You know what they say? They said to the girl, they said, you're out of your mind. You're crazy. He's not at the door. She says, no, no, Peter, Peter's at the door. I just saw him. Then they come to the conclusion, oh, it must be an angel of Peter. No, 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 it's Peter, it's Peter. And finally they go to the door, and sure enough, it's Peter. And when I read through that story again, I thought to myself, here's a group of people have gathered together. They're praying, but they're not expecting. Like God literally answered their prayers while they're praying and didn't believe it. So I want to encourage you, when you pray, and you pray boldly, pray with this anticipation that God will answer your prayers. There's a story recorded in the Talmud. The Talmud was written about 1,500 years ago. It kind of brought together a collection of all the oral traditions that had been passed down through Jewish history. And finally, they, they got it down on paper, and, and this Talmud is it's kind of the central text for, this, for uh, rabbis who are studying Judaism and, and Jewish theology. It's the centerpiece of Jewish culture and, and how Jewish people were to live their daily lives, the, the Talmud. And there's this amazing story in the Talmud. It, it happens one um, first century B.C., a devastating drought is on the verge of destroying a generation. It's the generation right before Jesus is born. The last of the Jewish prophets have died. It's been 400 years of silence, nothing from God, no miracles happening. It wasn't just a distant memory. It's almost like people had maybe thought they had a false memory. No miracles. 400 years. God has been silent, but there's this one man who lives on the outside of the city of Jerusalem who dared to pray anyway. His name is uh, Honi. Honi the circle maker. Jewish historian Josephus referred to him as a rain maker. And though no one had heard from God, Honey really believed that God was still hearing from his people. Now, when rain is plentiful, no one gives it a second thought. But during a drought, it's the only thought that you have. And Honey, with a staff, took his staff. That's what he did. He began to draw a circle. 90 degrees. 180 degrees, 270 degrees, 360 degrees. And he began to just mark that circle in the sand as people watched on. And he fell to his knees in the middle of the circle. In the middle of the circle, it says he fell to his knees... It says he raised his hand, he bowed his head, he did not look at the crowd. And he began to pray. 
with the authority of Elijah, who called down fire from heaven. He called down rain during this drought. And this is what he prayed. Record it for us. Lord of the universe, I swear before your great name that I will not move from this circle until you have shown mercy on your children. Never raised his head. Kept his head bowed. And as those words went out, it kind of shuttered down the spines of all those who were listening that day. And it wasn't because of the volume of his voice, but it was the, uh, the authority of his tone. There was no hint of doubt as he prayed. The words flowed deep from within his soul. His prayer was resolute yet humble, confident yet meek, expectant yet unassuming. And then it happened. As his prayers ascended into the ears of God, raindrops began to descend to the earth. An audible gasp could be heard by those who had encircled Honey, every head turned heavenward as drops of rain began to cover their skin. But Honey remained in the circle with his head bowed. The people rejoiced over every drop, but Honey, the, the story tells us Honey was not satisfied with a sprinkle. Still kneeling in the circle, Honey lifted his voice over the celebration. He prayed this Not for such a rain have I prayed, but for the rain that will fill cisterns and pits and caverns. Then, recorded for us. The sprinkles turned into such a torrential downpour that the eyewitnesses said that there was no raindrop smaller than the size of an egg. It rained so heavily and so steadily that in fact flash flooding began and people ran to the temple mound to, to protect themselves. Honey stayed in that circle. Still on his knees and one more time he refined his request to God, and he said, Oops. Not for such a rain have I prayed, but for rain of your favor, your blessing, your graciousness. Then out of nowhere, the perfect sun shower on a hot, humid afternoon it began to calmly and peacefully rain. Each raindrop was a tangible token of God's great grace. Eventually, people's thirsts were quenched and they began to disperse. Honey returned to his village outside of the city of Jerusalem. Life returned to normal, but that day, that day, would change people's lives forever. In Jewish history, Honi's prayer is deemed as the, one of the most significant prayers in Jewish history because it saved a generation of people. His prayer changed the course of history. 
I believe this to be true. Bold prayers honors God, and God honors bold prayers. That's bold to pray such a prayer. I don't think God is offended by bold prayers. I think he may be offended when we pray prayers that we think we can answer ourselves. I think he likes when we pray bold prayers that really requires divine intervention to happen. And here is what I'm really beginning to come to grips with. It's a simple fact. And that is, God is for you. God is for me. Like sometimes I think we have a hard time maybe uh, wrestling with that concept that God is for us. But I want to tell you, if we do not believe that God is for us, you know what's going to happen? We will pray small, timid little prayers. But when we believe God is for us, we'll pray bold, audacious prayers. Let me ask you a question. If Jesus asked you today, what do you want me to do for you? How would you answer that? How would you answer if Jesus literally said to you, what is, what is it you want me to do for you? How would you answer that question? You see, so even though we know that maybe God is for us, I think a lot of us struggle to know what we want from God or for him to do for us. And that's why sometimes our prayers maybe seem a little boring to us. I read this uh, statement. Well-developed faith results in well-defined prayers, and well-defined prayers result in a well-lived life. So once again, how would you answer that question? If Jesus asked you, what do you want me to do for you? How would you answer that? My encouragement to you would be, is when you read the Bible, when you open it up, and you begin to read what God has for you, I want to encourage you, start circling the promises of God. Start circling them. And don't just make a wish list, but make a life goals that would glorify God. And don't just pray Begin to do a prayer journal and see how God may just answer your prayers. And I realize that Jericho is spelled different ways for different people. And maybe here for you, you're, you, you've been diagnosed with some kind of an illness. And that is a roadblock for you. So you spell Jericho healing. Maybe your Jericho is like, you're in a marriage that's really crumbling and falling apart, so maybe your Jericho is reconciliation. Uh, maybe for you, your Jericho is a prodigal child 
and you spell it salvation. That's your Jericho. Maybe for someone, it's someone's name. Your Jericho. A pastor in one of the largest churches in the world uh, in South Korea made this statement. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out if it's true or not. Um, it's, uh, he said, he said something. Uh, I guess I lost the last part of the, well, great, I don't need it. Because I can do without it. This is what he said. God doesn't answer vague prayers. And I've been kind of wrestling through that. God doesn't answer vague prayers. Now, I don't, I don't know if that's true, but here's what I do know. That when we pray vague prayers, I don't know if we ever know when they're answered. Because it's so vague. Did it get answered or not? Now, if you're here this morning, first of all, I want to say, or listening in online, and you don't know Jesus, I would say the first prayer you ought to pray, where you come to Jesus, you confess your sin, and invite him to be part of your life. You know, maybe you're here, maybe you're watching online, and you've just been kind of investigating, who is this Jesus? I'm not too sure. I've heard things about him. And maybe for you, today's the day. You just go, you know what, the prayer I need to pray today is Jesus, I, um, I need you. I recognize you died for me. You just pray in your own, your own words. No fancy prayers required, just honesty before God. For those who do know Jesus, can I just encourage you to dream big and pray hard and trust God for the impossible and be bold when you pray. We've been told as believers, come boldly into my throne room and bring what's heavy on your heart. Thanks for listening, and consider joining us live on Sundays at 9.15 and 11 a.m. For our address, directions, and any other information, find us online at templebaptist.com. There's no